from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey. This is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. As an author, playwright, singer, songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness basically to anyone who will listen. You're listening to episode number five, Opposites and Ironies That Help Us Understand Oneness. In episode one, which was a basic introduction to oneness, I discussed and showed you how I can prove in many ways that we are connected, but specifically from the standpoint of our bodies and our humanness. In episode two, I relayed how oneness in its truest sense goes beyond our bodies and resonates to our very source, which we know is your God, spirit, or what I like to call stevils. In episode three, I spoke about a specific compartment of oneness, and that was the importance of the words and the name that is I am. In episode four, I discussed how coming to terms with acceptance for everything our lives present to us can help us better understand oneness. And today, I want to slightly shift from specific compartments of oneness, and I want to discuss how the simple nature of of the opposites and ironies that we see in life can help us better understand oneness. Uh, First, as always, I'd like to introduce you to the track you just heard for today's introduction. That was a song of mine called Mind, Body, Spirit that is featured on my most recent CD, One Bass, One Voice, Simply One Song, which can be found on either my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite downloading sites. I will also close out this episode with another section of that song, so if you like it, please, by all means, go check it out. Okay, episode five, let's get involved. In my upcoming book, I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, I dedicate a chapter to the many opposites and ironies, if you may, that present themselves to us on our journey here on earth. And when I think of them, the first thing that comes to mind is yin and yang. Now, if you don't know what that is, here is the definition I just pulled up as I'm sitting here in Wikipedia. It says, in Chinese philosophy, yin yang describes how seemingly opposite or contrary forces may actually be complementary, interconnected, and interdependent in the natural world, and how they may give rise to each other as they interrelate to one another. So put simply, it means that our lives are made up of correlated opposites. That is our inherent dichotomy in life. Without one side of an equation, we cannot know the other. Some examples are, how can we experience light without dark, right? Or peace without fear, good without bad, and so on. And along those lines for us as spiritual beings, we cannot truly come to know ourselves until we experience what we are not. And that is why we are here on our journey in the physical plane, 
again, because our life here represents what we are not. Now, isn't it easier to understand when we look at it, at it that way? We are spiritual beings, but for us to truly experience that, what we had to do was we had to incarnate into our earthly beings. Now, when I first realized that, everything made so much sense to me. Let me ask you something. Have you ever heard the quote, to know what we are, we must experience what we are not? Okay. I can't tell you how many times I have read or heard that over the years from so many of the great masters and messengers. And when you hear it worded like that, my friends, it really helps us come to grips with the fact that we are spiritual beings and we're experiencing this other realm in the physical world, which in turn helps us come to grips with oneness because we know that we've all emanated from the same source. And these correlated opposites that we have to experience while we are here, all in place, simply to drive that point home, okay? Think about it this way. Before we were born and our spirit was alive and flourishing in its natural essence, back home, if you may, there was only light and love. Okay, but then we chose to come into this form the form of the physical and the material, and for reasons, at least initially, that are unbeknownst to us. But for us to figure out those reasons and remember what we truly are, the physical realm provides us all that we need to experience what we are not. And that is what those correlated opposites are, right? Light and dark, love and fear, up and down, etc., Everything that we experience here in the physical form, aside from the love and energy that is our spirit, is contrary to what we are. Now, the great Taoist master Lao Tzu said, that which is real never changes. Well, let me ask you something. What part of you has never changed? Are you still that body of yours from 20 years ago, from 10 years ago? from last week or from when you first started listening to this podcast? The answer is a resounding no. From our conception, our bodies start a continuous evolution of change, as does everything in this life. Our planet spins on its axis and revolves around the sun. Nature changes constantly. Everything on earth is in constant motion. And it all represents the correlated opposite of what we are. For we are spirit. We do not change. We are infinite beings. Everything that we are subject to on this journey of ours is finite. It has beginnings and ends. And in between is constantly changing. Now as infinite beings, we have no beginning and no end. I heard my... I heard my guru, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he once had to define to an audience what infinite means. All right, it's really cool. He said that if something has no beginning or no end, what does it do? Now, the audience was puzzled, and then he said, it expands. Now, how cool is that? And that is what we are. Our, 
on our journey here as spiritual beings, having this human experience, our objective is to allow our infinite spirit to expand. Again, because if it has no beginning and it has no end, what does it do? It just expands. And we do that by staying connected to our higher source, by allowing the life force and all energies to flow to and through us, and by understanding what oneness is and all that it represents, our connectedness to one and all, and especially our very source. Now, as we move from opposites, the yin and yang of it all led me to consider in general the many ironies of life, and especially some of the basic facts that we take for granted but never really question. Now, some examples of these ironies are like how our planet is just the right distance from the sun, not too far away and not too close. Now, I want you to think about that for just a moment because it's pretty wild when you break it down. If our planet was just one mile closer to the sun, we would be burnt to a crisp. And if we were just one mile further away from the sun, we would be a block of frozen ice. Now, doesn't that resonate with you? Is it just ironic or a random coincidence that we reside in exactly the right distance from the sun? No, of course it's not. It's all in perfect design. A divine design, I might add. Hey, there's a hashtag somewhere in there, I think. And what about this? How about the, how about the oxygen that we need to breathe, right? How Earth provides it naturally. Now, do you ever wonder why our atmosphere is made up of 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, 9% argon, and 0.03% carbon dioxide. Now, how did the percentage of oxygen work out to be just right? All right, at 21%. Is that a coincidence again? Absolutely not. Or here's another point of interest I always like to look at. You ever wonder why approximately 75% of the Earth's surface is water? Well, let's add this to the equation, okay? The fact that our bodies, now based on anyone's given age, are compromised of almost that same percentage of water, all right? And even going further, what about our nine months in the womb, which at its peak contains roughly a quart of amniotic fluid? So my point is this. Is our relationship to and with water just a coincidence, or does it have a specific reason? Of course it does. We didn't randomly show up here on earth, folk, with, with no agenda and for no particular reason. Again, it's all part of that divine design. And in a world that is created and set up so perfectly for our journey and experience, how could we ever doubt that all matters are taken care of? Again, this is just another aspect of how coming to terms with oneness can relieve stress. We need to know, I should say we need to have the knowing that earth is set up perfectly for us, okay? And on a planet like this where every single aspect of matter 
when looked through the world's most powerful microscopes, emanates from the same source, which is energy. How could we doubt that all of our answers come from this same source? So when we consider the ironies of life, we have to understand that they're not ironic or coincidences at all. It's all part of a perfect design. It's that divine intervention. Now, as we continue this discussion here on the ironies that we see, that we see here, here's another really big one. The fact that we have led ourselves over time and through separation from our source to believe that cures for disease and answers to our deepest questions are found from some outside source. They are not. Everything comes from within. And by that, I mean from the same source of energy that has created and continues to create everything. Every answer we have ever searched far and wide for comes from within. But the irony is that we all look outside of ourselves. Okay? Because we don't know that everything comes from within. We don't truly believe that or know that as of yet. And if a disease of some kind has presented itself in our world and has emanated from our world, then an antidote, answer, or cure can only be found within those same confines. Now, I've always followed a great chiropractic creed that says, the powers that made the body heal the body. It happens no other way. Now, the irony here is that we struggle to find and create synthetic cures for our bodies. And please, if anyone takes this the wrong way, let me say that I applaud all of those efforts from our medical community. All right, but when you get right down to it, the energy source that created our bodies is all we've ever needed. Our bodies are created to tend to themselves the same way is like, here's an example. If you get a scratch on your arm, it naturally forms a scab for protection. Do you do anything for that? No, it happens naturally. That's the process that we've gotten away from, all right? We need to trust in our nature, just like we did when we were in the womb, right? We just let everything go and trusted in that nature that we were going to be born into this, into this body of ours, all right? Our bodies are magnificent creations. Think about it. Our hearts beat in a precise rhythm from the moment of our conception. We have organs that flush and cleanse our bodies automatically. Our eyes blink just to lubricate themselves unbeknownst to us. And our bodies provide us with our own heating, cooling, and defense mechanisms. Now think about that. That's really wild, right? Now, to me, that sounds like a highly tuned machine that we should trust, if you ask me. Yet, like in most aspects of our journey here, we've ventured away from that trust. We've ventured away from that truth through separation. And the separation from our source has led us to believe that we have turned to outside sources to tend to and heal these magnificent creations of ours. Again, these ironies, or, or if you want to call them dichotomies of life per se, are all put in place so we can come to know again that to know what we are, we must experience what we are not. 
and on the grandest scale to fully realize that we are spiritual beings. We are, we are experiencing firsthand, again, what we are not, which is human beings. Again, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but that's flipped. We are spiritual beings, and we're having this human experience. Okay, and now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the greatest irony of all, all right, I present to you our biggest fear that we face on our journey here on Earth. And that is, drum roll please, our fear of death. Now just from the foundation and the understanding of what we just discussed, all right, like how our planet is the perfect distance from the sun, how we have just the right amount of oxygen to breathe, hopefully going forward, and enough food and water to eat and drink and everything we need to exist. How can we then doubt that our time here is without reason and doesn't have the proper ending for us? In understanding the yin and yang and ironies of life, how do we not recognize that those same trends will carry on to our deaths? In other words, if everything is set up just right for our journey here, why would we think that it doesn't apply to when we die? Let me tell you this, folks. I believe that we get to practice and experience what death entails every single night. It basically is our daily preview of what's to come. And let me explain. First, I propose that when we cross over or pass away to the other side, that it's as if we're waking up. Right? I think you can imagine that, right? It's as if we're waking up. Well, isn't that exactly what we do after every night we sleep? We wake up. Now, that is a preparation for us of sorts to become accustomed to that happening. So, in turn, we go through it every single night. We go to sleep, and then we wake up. When you consider the yin and yang of it, how can you not believe that what we experience here in this physical plane is just to prepare or remind us for what it will be like when we return home to our divine source? Aside from the act of dreaming and then waking up, what about all of the suffering, all of the suffering we encounter here on earth, right? The hardships, the struggles, the loss of loved ones, and so on. And when someone we love dies, we believe that we'll only be with them again when we in turn die. But when we come to terms with oneness, we understand that our connection to that person has never changed and never will. And again, the irony is that our connection to them hasn't changed at all, except for the physicality, which we will learn is not our true makeup. But now getting back to the struggles, we experience them all here because looking forward, we won't have to when we cross over. And even when we sleep, we actually experience dreams that give us the perception that it is not our reality. So when we actually wake up, we feel like we are back to reality. But in turn, 
because our dreams more closely represent our spirit, it is our reality, and therein lies the dichotomy. So, when we do cross over, we come to the realization that our lives on earth was the dream, and that our new existence in spirit form only is, in fact, our reality, and always was. See, it, it truly amazes me that our biggest fear on this, on this earth is death, yet we experience it every single night when we sleep. Again, it all comes down to the yin and yang, the ironies and the opposite of life, folks. It all helps us to better understand oneness, and I'll be going into so much more detail when the book gets released, hopefully within the next um, few months. Here again, this is October 12th right now, 2018. I'm hoping to have it out by the holidays, all right, through Balboa Press, which is Division of Hay House. Okay. So that was, I think, my longest, my longest episode to date here, but it was worth it, all right? So I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number five, <clears throat> excuse me, opposites and ironies that help us understand oneness. If you like what you've been listening to, by all means, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed, either on my website, dannyrongo.com at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or at my podcast website, which is courtesy of Buzzsprout, which is www.buzzsprout.com, and just search for that oneness guy. And please remember, if you don't already, please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me just by looking up Danny Rongo, and uh, you can stay in touch with all things oneness and, again, the upcoming release of my book. So again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my new show next week. And until then, as always, I send you peace, love, and continued oneness. Thank you. Can you see it? Can you hear it? It's mind, body, spirit.